Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, everybody. This is Ruta Lee, and you're listening to TV Confidential. I have been in this business for a long time. You may not have noticed that, but, but when I started... <laughs> 1949. I had no idea that I would still, that I'd still be around at this point, for one thing, but that I'd still be privileged enough to still be in this business. And it is such a privilege. Robertson, welcoming you to a special edition TV Confidential radio talk show about television. And this week will be a radio talk show about Betty White. Betty White, the legendary actress who not only was known to four different generations of TV viewers for the characters she's played on The Golden Girls, The Mary Tyler Moore Show, and Hot in Cleveland, not to mention her many appearances on such classic TV game shows as the CBS Match Game, but was one of the very first television stars, period. And certainly the first female television star having appeared on one of the very first experimental television broadcasts back in 1939. Betty White passed away Friday, December 21st at age 99, just a few days shy of what would have been her 100th birthday. I have said this before, and I'll probably say this again over the next couple of hours. One of the fun things about doing this program is discovering what a marvelous and far-reaching impact on television that Betty White had. Without question, she was an icon, she was an institution, and she was a pioneer, and yet none of those words, or any one word for that matter, seems enough to describe her. Given her vast appeal to audiences across a wide array of television genres, In many respects, Betty White also embodied the emotional connection that so many of us have to our favorite TV shows and favorite TV personalities simply because Betty White was someone that we invited into our homes one way or another almost every day throughout our lives. We will devote our entire program this week to Betty White. We'll include tributes from friends and colleagues who work with her and who will share memories and insight into who Betty White was As a person, our guests will include Mary Tyler Moore Show historian Jennifer Armstrong, Golden Girls historian Jim Colucci, game show historian Steve Beverly, Jeffrey Mark, who interviewed Betty White for his documentary on the Mary Tyler Moore Show, Ray Richman, who wrote the very last biography on Betty White that was published before she died, and a few other surprises. We invite you to sit back and enjoy. In the meantime, as we usually do, we'll begin our program with Tony Figueroa and Donna Allen. They will provide an overview of Betty White's life and career in television as part of this week in TV history. Tony and Donna, of course, brought to us by our friends at Story Salon, Southern California's longest-running, regularly performing live storytelling ensemble. Are you doing live shows now, or are you doing Zoom, or are you doing both? 
we were doing live shows from basically the end of October to mid-December. We're on our winter break. Yeah. And, and we are due back on the 19th of January. Okay, so by the time this airs, you can see live shows at Valley Village, and also you have an archive editions on your YouTube page? Yes, we do. And right now, we are going to probably be going back to live shows soon. We are going to be limiting the capacity, so it will be advanced tickets, and all of that information will be on our Facebook page and on storysalon.com. Unfortunately, uh, we cannot just let people wander in at the last minute. We do need to kind of cap it off at this point but it is nice to have live shows again and have a live audience and have that same vibe we're going to do what we need to do to make sure the show goes on these are different times that we are living and operating and right now for tickets and more information storysalon.com tony now host a standalone This Week in tv history podcast which you can hear wherever podcasts are found and of course donna the fall again series fall again series.com it's there are any number of directions that we can start our conversation about Betty White. I'm sure you, like me, and so many others, were happy that she had such a long, fulfilling, productive, wonderful life. And yet I was sad. I wanted her to reach 100. I think a lot of us thought she would just be around forever. I mean, that's not <laughs> realistic, but she was she was a presence in this industry. And I... Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's, it's you, you one wanted... of those people. What the, the career, amazing. We could talk. We could talk about it for weeks. We were. I mean, you wanted her to reach that milestone birthday. I think everybody wanted that. But you know, looking back when we were over the holidays, you know, we were in Cincinnati, and there are so many great channels in in the Midwest. Decades and 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 Me TV and Cozy TV and Antenna TV, and there's several others that I was discovering. And I was watching uh, a few uh, Sue Ann episodes of the Mary Tyler. It was not planned. It was before she passed. Uh, but after they did all the run of the Christmas episodes, that there was one, uh, a later one, where she was with Linda Kelsey, who would later play Billy Newman on Lou Grant. Mm-hmm. And I'm just watching her, and she is cracking me up. I mean, it was just... You know, her delivery of the lines, her, her physical movements. I don't think her physicality on that show as Sue Ann also. Mm. I don't I think people remember the lines and the, the, the character and the per- but I'm looking at her physical movements the way that she especially when she was on the Happy Homemaker set. I mean, she ran that. I mean, I mean, that was that was like her turf. And she as Suzanne just ran that. And then I saw later. Uh, was it uh, James Burroughs was saying, yeah, we didn't need to direct her a lot for those for that. I mean, that was her. That was really her. But just the physicality and uh, that character of Suzanne was just hysterical. And I got to watch a lot of that uh, during the break. I think most of the social media has been more about Rose on the Golden Girls. But some of that stuff that she did as Sue Ann was brilliant. And I think a lot, a whole new generation is discovering what she did game show stuff. Yeah, in fact, <laughs> that's where I think many of us, especially our age group, got to know Betty White. It was on game shows, mm-hmm. especially for me. She was on Password. Mm-hmm. Her husband Alan Ludden, and that's where I first got to know her. She was always, to me, she was 
Mrs. Ludden, yeah. smart, professional, <laughs> good quips. Yep. And then learn, wait a minute, she can act? And I did not know about the career she had prior, I mean, in the 50s, mm-hmm. I mean, prior to that. Was that when her first show or that, the sitcom? Well, even before her first sitcom, for me, one of the fun things of the last couple of years is discovering that her career dates back to the very, I mean, to one of the very, very first experimental television broadcasts. Yes, because uh, we, we always talk about the 1939 World's Fair as the, she was doing experiments before that. Yeah, uh, this is like shortly after she graduated high school, if I remember correctly, she did, and she and one of her classmates did an experimental thing at an old, I believe, I, it was it was a car dealership in Burbank, I think, and um, it was transmitted to you know closed circuit or whatever. But you know it was one of the very first television broadcasts, so she really was the first lady of television when you think about it. Yeah, she was a pioneer. Very, very much so, and and we've talked about this before. She originally saw herself in radio because radio was the big thing in the early 1940s. And then um, this thing called television came about, and she ended up being the co-host of a show called Hollywood on Television, which uh, was basically a radio show with the television camera on it, more or less. But it was her and Al Jarvis, and then later her and Eddie Albert, riffing on whatever for five and a half hours a day, six days a week. That's amazing. It is amazing. And, you know, she determined very quickly that the only way to do this is to be herself and to be as real and natural as possible. She learned she was very good at it. She was. She learned that she could think on her feet. She learned that, you know, they can give her um, a page of copy cold and she could deliver it and she could do pretty much anything and she went on to do pretty much anything and everything for the next 70 years it's just overwhelming just how much stuff she did and i mean we keep using the term pioneer and i think unfortunately that term has gotten so misused that when you have a true pioneer it doesn't have the same impact anymore you brought up her early time in television uh, she had her uh, one of the incarnations of the Betty White show was a variety show, and she had a regular guest on that show that was very frequent. And when uh, that show went national and the southern states did not want this guest, did not want this guy on the show because, uh, you know, he was African-American. Yeah. Arthur Duncan. Yes, Arthur Duncan. Thank you. And she's going, well, if he goes, then there's no show. That's, yeah. That was pretty much it. And she gave him more airtime after that. Yeah. She did. She did. I mean, she was very much an independent spirit. She was a very strong, independent woman at a time when there weren't very many women, period, in the industry in front of the camera or behind the camera. And this is a side of her that's that it's only been, I think most people are just beginning to know about what a strong personality she was 
And in the case of Arthur Duncan, you know, she wouldn't budge. She said, I, I have him on because he's talented and the show is better for it. And if you're not going to air my show, that's fine. I'm still going to have him on. Yeah. And I think also something that we should really be grateful for, not only that we lived in a world with Betty White, is that that early stuff, somebody had the foresight to preserve it. You know, I've been looking at some stuff on YouTube and we see this footage in retrospective. How many people who have had this lengthy career and tapes have been erased, film was not preserved, mm -hmm. things like that. So, I mean, one of the things that we should be grateful for, not only that we got to enjoy uh, this incredible amount of work, is that somebody had the foresight to save it. I mean, I mean, look at us now, you know, we're uh, middle-aged adults and we're discovering all this stuff that somebody saved from yeah. 70 years ago now. Uh, and we're going, wow, you know, this is another aspect of this person's career. Tony Figueroa and Donna Allen are with us as we dedicate not only this week in TV history, but our entire program this week on TV Confidential to the life and career and legacy of Betty White. Betty White passed away December 31st at the age of 99. Later on the program, we will hear from Steve Beverly about Betty White's long career as a game show personality. We'll also hear from Ray Richmond, who was the author of one of the very last books written about Betty White while she was still alive, as well as Jim Colucci, author of Golden Girls Forever, and Jennifer Armstrong, author of Mary and Lou and Rhoda and Ted and all the brilliant minds who made the Mary Tyler Moore show a television classic and when women invented television, a look at the first 10 years of network TV as we know it as seen through the accomplishments of Gertrude Berg, Hazel Scott, Erna Phillips, and Betty White. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Audio for our opening clip, courtesy of the National Academy of Television, Arts, and Sciences. It's the Betty White Show from Hollywood. It's a good day for singing a song, and it's a good day. I started out as an actress in the business, but then I did game shows and talk shows. You I mentioned one of the show. early incarnations of the Betty White Show, and I don't remember whether this was something she did when she was originally doing it from... KLAC in Los Angeles, or whether this was her first network Betty White show, but she did a, I think it was, I think it was her first network Betty White show. Uh, she was, she was one of the first daytime hosts and there's archival footage of Betty White singing and she had a beautiful voice. You don't think of that. Yes. You know? I never knew that till I came across something in the past couple of days. It was really Stun, there's another side of her we didn't know about. Yeah. yeah. The Betty White that we knew from our lifetime was not a singer. No. <laughs> and, 
And yeah, but she did. I mean, she was also of the school, and I think so many performers of that era, you had to do a little bit of everything. Yeah. You didn't have to necessarily be great at any one thing, but you had to be good at everything. So you you had to be able to sing. You had to be. And keep in mind, uh, this is a time when uh, people referred to television as the box they put vaudeville in. <laughs> and so you put, you know, the the uh, if you worked in uh, that type of vaudeville environment, you had to know how to do everything. You had to be good at every because if that dancer got sick, somebody had to jump in and fill in for that dancer. Yeah. If uh, the comedy duo, if the sidekick, you know, or the, the the straight man or the comic really got sick. Somebody had to jump in and fill in for that person. So you had to be able to do everything good, you know, well enough you know, to be on stage. So, yeah, so she, she had to know how to, you know, at least have a few dance moves and be able to carry a tune in order for her to be by, even if that wasn't the purpose of what she was hired for. Now, I stumbled across one of her earliest sitcoms that, that I had heard of, but I didn't know she was a part of it. I Married Elizabeth? Life, Life with Elizabeth, Life with Elizabeth was, which was an offshoot of a series of sketches she did with Al Jarvis on Hollywood on television. Life with Elizabeth is is Betty White, and I forget, Adele Moore, I think, played her husband on the TV show. And... Um, they were not exactly a typical 1950s couple. It was a 19... 19- Which is what I liked about it. A. And Elizabeth was sort of an offshoot of who Betty White was as a person. She was yes. a she was a loving partner to her husband on the show, but she was of her own mind, and she had a little bit of the devil in her. And, yes. and, and as a married couple, they were more equal. Yes, yes. Yeah, and sure. Even though she wink at the audience, you know, yes, dear, and she's winking to the audience. Okay, yeah, we know where you are. Yeah. Again, even though wrapped up in lace, she was so very strong, very independent. Foreshadowed the feminist you would see her as later on the Mary Tyler Moore show. Yeah, and what was also innovative and very much a pioneer about life with Elizabeth is. Betty White broke the fourth wall. She would look into the camera, and uh, Jack Nars was the announcer slash narrator of, of not not really narrator, but every now and then, Jack Nars would talk to Betty White as Elizabeth, like not necessarily as her conscience, but as the voice only she would hear. And yeah. are you really going to do that, Elizabeth? Are you really going to buy that even though you can't afford it? And she would kind of look at Jack Nars and the audience and said, yeah, I'm still going to do it. <laughs> and I, You know, it's funny now when the voiceover or you know, the narrator or wh- whoever it is starts to engage with characters or people find it hysterical. I don't think you know, that was commonplace back in those days. Yeah, Actually, the, it was as I was looking, I'm thinking, OK, this is almost documentary style the way they're approaching this. And it was very, very funny. And she was just fantastic. Yeah, but like George, I'd like to find more of those. Like, like George Burns and Jack Benny, their announcers were also characters. Yeah. So you would hear them do the wraparounds and things like that. I mean, I think also this is stuff that came from radio that if Jack Benny's having a party, Don Wilson shows up to the party. <laughs> You know, and he, oh, this is our announcer, Don Williams, you know, 
and uh, you know, so you'll hear you'll hear the voice at the beginning, or you know, at, when they go to commercial. But then, if Don Wilson's at the party, the camera pans over to Don Wilson, and he just looks into the camera and goes, "Jack will be right back in, the, in just a moment." <laughs> and, you, know, you know, totally unnatural, but you know, the, the breaking of the fourth wall and all of this stuff, which I think were you know, so many vehicles that were necessary, you know, in their radio routes because you had to describe the scene. Uh, and and in television, when you're now showing the scene, they're still accustomed to describing stuff that's going, you know, or interact. And it, it, it made it was funny. It you know it showed that they're not taking all of this incredibly seriously. Uh, but it's just so cool that you know Betty was like the first woman to really do that to take the helm of the show and also be funny. And keep in mind that at that time. Women were not supposed to be funny. I mean, I think people look at Lucille Ball as exploding that stereotype. Or at least attractive women are not supposed to be funny. That's true. And here we have two very attractive women. Which... Being amazing. Yeah. It's funny. Like, so many of us who discovered Betty White either on the Mary Tyler Moore show or during all the game shows she did in the 60s and 70s, your immediate image of Betty White is Betty White of a certain age. One of the fun things I've discovered, not only through watching some of the archival footage of the last couple of years, but there's a wonderful book came out about a month before she passed. It's called Betty White, 100 Remarkable Moments in an Extraordinary Life. It's a coffee table book full of wonderful photos of Betty decade by decade. And the photos of Betty in her 20s and early 30s are are strikingly, you don't think of Betty White as a young woman, but she was gorgeous. She was gorgeous. The the cover of the book is beautiful. At what point of her life was that taken about? I can see on Zoom. This came out in November. Hang on a second. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back. This Week in TV History now has its own podcast you can enjoy. This Week in TV History with Tony Figueroa on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and wherever else you find podcasts. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash TV Confidential, x.com forward slash TV Confidential, or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.